Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can also help support this channel by getting yourself some Skiba News Nation merch. Also, we are proud to announce that we are now on Patreon, where you will get bonus content, shoutouts, and much more. Thank you again for watching and helping us stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Nation. Hey, Skiba News Nation family. My new book, Never Got to Say Goodbye, is now available. My book contains an up-close-and-personal account of who my father, Rob Skiba, truly was as a father and as a man. It includes over a hundred never-before-seen photos of my dad and our family. A portion of the proceeds are going towards funding our search for justice for my dad, Rob Skiba. Visit SkibaNewsNation.com forward slash book. Again, SkibaNewsNation.com forward slash book. To learn more about the book, our website will show you where and how you can purchase my book. Also, you can sign up to be notified when my mom's book is ready. Her book will be a first-hand account of the 40 days of terror that my dad and our family experienced at the hands of the medical system that completely denied him of his human rights and how they denied my mom's right to be my dad's medical power of attorney. Thank you so much for your support and for helping us stay on the quest for truth and carrying on my dad's legacy. Welcome to Skiba News Nation, bringing you unfiltered views, news, interviews, discussions, and more. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Skiba, award-winning musician and son of Rob Skiba. Hey, Skiba News Nation family. This upcoming episode, episode number seven, we're gonna be talking about the Euro is now worth the same as the US dollar, the Great Reset, New York nuclear war PSA, hundreds of millions headed towards starvation, and the US 2022 quarter now faces away from In God We Trust, premiering our new segment, Opa's Corner. And our history will be about the dark side, Warner Von Braun, and much more. Stay tuned. But before we get into it, let me introduce my co-host, Jake Grant. How you doing, Jake? Hey, what's up? Doing great, Good. Jeremiah. Good to see you. Good to see you, man. So, so what what's going on? Do you want Do you want to just go ahead and go get into it, or? Yeah, we we got a crazy week this week. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about how the world is just falling apart economically. Uh, how we're very quickly approaching the brink of world war. We're going to talk a little bit about some interesting nuclear PSAs that came out of New York City, and uh, we got some funny memes at the end of the show as well. So uh, look forward to getting into it today, Jeremiah. And I'm also excited because Opa is going to have a whole new segment called Opa's Corner. So that that's very exciting. And then we'll do the history. I think everybody will like it. So let's roll the uh, current news. <laughs> All right, so first up on current news is we have right now a, a precedence has been set 
where the euro is now the same price as the U.S. dollar. It is the same value equivalent. And uh, when it first came out, it was like two dollar, you know, two for one, uh, two point two for one. And now, because of the collapse of the economy in Europe, because of the war in Ukraine, dollar and the euro have reached parity. And uh, and this is very significant because it can give us a red flag that helps us recognize that the financial state of the world is truly in a sticky area. Uh, so here we have an article and it talks about how the euro is now worth the same as the US dollar as the currency used by many member states of the European Union hit a 20 year low early Tuesday morning. Uh, so when the dollar and the euro reached parity, uh, it was primarily over the fact that Russia could cut off gas supplies to the continent amid ongoing war in Ukraine and severe sanctions imposed on Vladimir Putin's government. Um, and also a loss of confidence by German investors also appear to be partly to blame for the decline in the euro on Tuesday as fears mount of a potential recession in the EU. We need to start recognizing that the big R word, recession, Mm. is uh is actually a lot more friendly than what's probably coming which is the big d word a yep. depression whenever uh, war kicks off whenever supply lines get cut uh, people have to prepare for the great collapse of the modern world system and this is all tied into of course what the world economic forum wants to do all along which is they want to reset the world order. They want to do the global reset. And, uh, and so Opa is going to show this short video of a gentleman discussing this uh, gas pipeline issue. Uh, it's our first video here. Относительно энергетического кризиса в Европе и введение запрета в отношении Северного потока-2, у нас есть полное право принять зеркальное решение и наложить эмбарго на прокачку газа через газопровод «Северный поток-1», который сегодня, кстати, загружен на максимальном уровне 100%. Но пока мы этого решения не принимаем. От этого никто не выиграет. Хотя европейские политики своими заявлениями и обвинениями в адрес России нас к этому подталкивают. Заместить объем российской нефти на европейском рынке быстро невозможно. Потребуется не один год, при этом будет значительно дороже для европейских потребителей. При таком сценарии они станут главными пострадавшими. Европейские политики тогда должны честно предупредить своих граждан и потребителей, что их ожидает, и что цены на заправках, на электричество, на отопление взлетят. Это затронет и другие рынки, включая американские was warning that as the U.S. and Western countries place sanctions on uh, Russia for their invasion of Ukraine, uh, that it's going to cause a breakdown and an increase of prices at the gas pump for energy fuel prices uh, all across the board. There's just going to be a, a, a meltdown of the systems that we've all grown accustomed to. And it's funny that they're putting all these sanctions on Russia while at the same time uh, using fuel and food and all these various things uh, to make it hard for us to be... live yeah it, it, it's almost like they're shooting themselves in the foot by uh impeding russia's ability to just finish their their conquest of ukraine and of course we have 
uh, some videos we've watched in previous episodes where Putin talks about the very reason that they're uh, invading and taking over Ukraine is for human rights issues that have been violated there by the Ukrainian regime. Uh, we also have a little bit of an interesting discussion of whether uh, Russia has a right to do this or not, because we have NATO and NATO countries enticing Ukraine to possibly join NATO, which would be a breach of treaty uh, that was uh, funded in the 1970s and 80s during the collapse of the, the uh, USSR. It was an agreement that Ukraine would never become a NATO country. And so whenever we see kind of the Western agenda being pushed in Ukraine and we see all of the uh, special interests that even the United States has, uh, such as guys like Joe Biden's son and mm -hmm. many other people's politicians' sons and children that are involved in Ukrainian energy companies, Ukrainian politics, Ukrainian cover-ups, black, black book dealings, whatever. It, it makes sense that there's turmoil happening here. We also have uh, just recently uh, a, a, a Japanese former politician was assassinated, which is... Yeah, my um, girlfriend told me about that. She said it was like crazy over there. Was it, wasn't he, was he conservative? Yeah, he was, he was... Uh, yeah, the, their equivalent. Uh, but what it stands out to me is it reminds me of an Archduke Ferdinand type scenario. Uh, while we can only hope that it won't turn into what that eventually led to, which was uh, World War One, uh, it, it does. It, it's very reminiscent of the political struggle that's going on across the world as power shifting, as money's changing hands, as energy prices are going to critical state. Uh, and we just want to remind you here on Skiba News Nation, uh, <laughs> this is what the mainstream media is doing. Hmm. And now it's time to go over the carefully selected stories that have been chosen to manipulate your emotions and thinking. Instead, <laughs> we're trying to cover the topics that are going to be most meaningful. Of course, we can't get all of the news and we don't have a, a, a complete uh, sovereignty on over understanding what's going on in the world but what we can do is kind of pick through the things that are popping up and bubbling to the surface of the collective consciousness and try to go through it together um but i wanted to talk about uh economic collapse because of war in ukraine uh which is why we we're looking at this uh particular um article but uh, it's just very significant that people need to recognize that all of the red flags have been raised and it's yep. time to prepare for world famine. It's time to prepare for war, possibly. Um, and if you are waiting to prepare to the last minute, then nobody's going to be able to help you. Uh, and so that's the warning that we're trying to uh, focus in on is you need to have your plans in order. You need to know how you're going to feed and sustain yourself. You're going to need to know where you're going to go if uh, certain strategic areas and cities are targeted in the case of a society breakdown, uh, but also in case of one society clashing with another, and in that term, uh, war. And so something interesting that me makes us need to pay attention, should I follow the data <laughs> or should I follow my instincts, right? And, and of course, what's being pushed 
in mainstream media is that everything's fine. Uh, the, the West is going to maintain its, its uh, level of control over the world. Um, and we have to recognize that when you see the information of supply line breakdowns, when you see the, the warning signs that the, the machines of war are starting to turn, such as just recently uh, several European countries increased their standing armies by dozens and dozens of thousands of troops. Some over 100,000 troops are being added to uh, certain countries like Germany and France. Uh, all of these locations, we have to recognize, are preparing for uh, some significant action going on in Europe, and not to mention NATO adding to its standing army, uh, which is your ready-made people that are ready to go to battle uh, in the hundreds of thousands of people that are being um, called to be prepared for war. And, uh, and this is you know, it's significant just to pay attention to, guys. And that's why I bring it up. And just to have be, a game uh, plan. Just have a game plan. Exactly. Not to be a negative Nancy or whatever, but whenever we talk about the things that are happening in the world, we know that uh, empires collapse and the Western world order, uh, which was headed by the United States, is losing its grasp and control on world affairs. I wanted to point out a, uh, a very significant point here that's tied to what we're talking about. And it's a quote from the World Economic Forum. And it says this. The pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. Professor Klaus Schwab founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum. If, if we see what they're saying, the, the pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. Then when we look at what's happening uh, a year later after the, the major push of, of lockdowns and mandates, uh, after these have come on mankind, we can see that they are fully monopolizing on this topic and the catalyst is very likely this conflict in ukraine uh, because it takes a fire to allow the phoenix to rise from the ashes in the uh, ideology of the new world order uh, and and just the whole premise that out of out of chaos you can recreate and create a different order and so first they need the world to fall into chaos and they need to reshuffle the deck, so to speak. Mm. Um, so I wanted to read that quote for you guys uh, because uh, things definitely got shaken up in the past two years because of, of this. Okay. And so um, whenever we look at some of the warning signs to, to be aware of and to talk about that because of the war in Ukraine, this could be the catalyst for the Great Reset that is being talked about because of things that were set into play during the past two years pandemic. Uh, it, it continued on to say to, is it wants to follow insights on how we can recover from the uh, pandemic to build a healthier, more equitable, and more prosperous future. 
and their future is defined differently than our future. Their future is defined more akin to, say, the Georgia Guidestones. Mm-hmm. I wanted to show this uh, since we recently had the news of the Georgia Guidestones being uh, demolished. There's a lot of people talking that it could likely have been an inside job. Uh, could likely have been them saying, all right, game on, boys. Time to make it happen. But a lot of people don't know the significance of these stones. They're, they're just like, oh, who cares that they were destroyed? It's just some random people. But did you know that they were made exactly 666 miles from the UN headquarters? I, I, I don't know, know if that. you guys can see this, but down below... Uh, and, and when you look at the tablets up here in the top left, uh, you can see the shape of the tablets is actually very similar to what the UN headquarters looks like. Mm-hmm. How, how just strange and peculiar. But what was kept on the Georgia Guide Stones is, ex- is exactly kind of the agenda that is tied to the Great Reset. And, and of course, it's going to take um, controlling pe- the population uh, and and war and all these things to get a enough chaos enough of a, uh, a crazy world that they can then implement some of these procedures that we had mentioned on the guidestones um, and so this brings us to another uh, interesting thing that came out recently opa has the video to to show us but it's actually a nuclear war PSA that was released to New York citizens. Let's watch this. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why, just know that the big one has hit, okay? So what do we do? There are three important steps that I want you to remember. Step one, get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. And no, staying in the car is not an option. You need to get into a building and move away from the windows. Step two, stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement? Head there. If you don't have one, get as far into the middle of the building as possible. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Step three, stay tuned. Follow media for more information. Don't forget to sign up for Notify NYC for official alerts and updates. And don't go outside until officials say it's safe. All right, you've got this. I'm not going to lie. I saw that early this morning when I was getting ready, and I thought that was a joke. I thought it was a skit. That's for real. Oh, yeah. It makes me. It makes you think, what are they thinking uh, to have come to the point where they need to put something like that out? Uh, we are in a time of turmoil that is more spicy than likely the Cold War of the USSR and the West back in the 70s and 80s. And the significant things I wanted to point out, point out about that video is that if you were in a city, in a, a major metropolitan area, when an attack hit, uh, you're kind of in a very precarious, dangerous, bad situation. And of course, they're telling their New York residents, hey, if a new, the big one hits, 
go inside uh don't come out wait till the authorities tell you it's safe to come out man just can you imagine the people that would be in such a bad position if this was a long-term uh isolation people aren't prepared to survive uh to any long extent when they live in the cities primarily because they don't have food they're dependent on the supply chain to bring that food and so if something like a uh, an attack happened on mm -hmm. a city then you would be completely beholden to the authorities to basically become your master and feed you and to keep you alive to give you fresh water and, and at the same time they're trying on... to take our guns and everything so we can't protect ourselves we have to fully rely on them yeah which exactly. is very frightening and and already many major cities are very strict when it comes to gun control uh, I know it's better in the south than in places like New York and Chicago um, but I wanted to share this article that came out some time ago and it's the UN says nuclear war is back within the realms of possibility and then of course we had the video that we just watched that really hammers the point home but says here are the places in the u.s most likely to be hit in a nuclear attack and uh and it says here in the article the u.n secretary general said nuclear war is back within the realm of possibility following russia's warning it will be putting its nuclear forces on alert amid its war in ukraine that threatens to draw nato into direct combat with russia um and so i'm going to skip down here uh, according to Stefan Schwartz, the author of Atomic Audit, The Costs and Consequences of U.S. Nuclear Weapons Since 1940, as the Cold War progressed and improvements in nuclear weapons and intelligence collection technologies enabled greater precision in where those weapons were aimed, the emphasis and targeting shifted from cities to nuclear stockpiles and nuclear war-related infrastructure. And this map is what I wanted to share with everyone, is mm -hmm. a map that shows the essential points that Russia would have to attack to wipe out the U.S.'s nuclear forces, according to Schwartz. And so I wanted to uh, point out to everybody the significant cities on this location. Um, now, this doesn't uh, identify like major metropolitan areas, but it also is in the same area as we can kind of uh, identify where to watch out for, right? So... Um, we have uh, New York State up here. Um, this is New York City would be up here. Uh, Washington, D.C., you would want to be aware of. The Pentagon. Um, we have uh, down here in North Florida. Uh, these are all Air Force bases. Uh, Whiteman Air Force Base, Barksdale. Um, we have uh, several strategic command outfits. Um, NORAD. Uh, we have uh, the VLF transmitter. We have locations here in New Mexico um, but I wanted to just show this map and then refer to uh, kind of what we were talking about with the danger of being in cities when the collapse happens when the world war kicks off if it's coming soon uh, because a lot of people don't recognize that it's it's going to be more akin to death by a thousand cuts than it is one fell knife swoop right and as we see all these thousand cuts being committed by the New World Order and the people trying to get the ball rolling in their agendas, um, it gives us an opportunity 
to strategically prepare as people. Um, but I wanted to uh, get into uh, some scriptural precedents for what we're seeing here. Um, and uh, it says in Revelation 18, a very famous verse about Babylon, uh, the mystery Babylon. And after these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lighted with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great has fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and a hold for every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Uh, and, you know, just skipping down here, uh, of course, to another significant aspect is, uh, for in one hour, verse 17, so great riches has come to naught, and every shipmaster and all the companies and ships and sailors and as many as trade by sea stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city? And they cast dust on their heads and cried weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city wherein was made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness, for in one hour is she made desolate. Um... And so uh, before we continue on here, uh, the significance of this is not only is uh, the UN headquarters and the World Economic Forum headquarters and all these uh, major institutions all generally associated with the city of New York City, but I believe this principle could be applied to many cities of the Western world mm -hmm. that whenever collapse happens, if you are in the heart of the cities, uh, life could be very difficult uh whether it's civil unrest whether it's government t tyranny uh you are in a, a much more precarious situation to be uh controlled and uh to be stuck and and that's what we want to avoid happening one of the last verses i wanted to read in this chapter is and the light of the candle shall no more shine in no more at all in thee and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all, at all in thee for thy merchants were the great men of the earth, and for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And, I, and we know that in the uh, Greek, this word sorceries is the word pharmakia. And so another aspect of the global reset was, of course, the push of a certain pharmaceutical originated mandate that was pushed on the whole world. I believe uh, the estimates now are uh, 70 to 80 percent of the world population has been uh, touched by this particular mandate, the pharmakia that came about in the past two years, um, and that this all originated uh, here in the Western world. And so just another sign that, uh, that Babylon or a type of Babylon is likely here in the West and, and another warning to not be caught uh, in the cities where we will participate in the curses uh, that fall. Wow. You, you know what's crazy about the, the Great Reset and everything was 
my dad, he was the last documentary that he was in, and I don't think it's even come out yet, was called The Greatest Reset. And it had uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. in it. It had him in it. It had a whole bunch of people uh, pretty much warning people about this exact thing that you're talking about. And I reached out to him to, to you know, find out when it was coming out. And uh, they did reach back out to me, but I haven't heard from them in a long time. But it looked like it was going to be really good and very helpful in a time like this. But I, I haven't seen anything of it. I just tried to look it up a second ago, and it was pretty much wiped. I mean, you can find images and teasers about it, but it's just weird that that was the last thing that my dad was in. Yeah, I, I'm really curious about what that piece would be about. I remember when they were filming him at the Take on the World conference uh, shortly before he, he passed away. And, um, I, you know, pieces like information like that are so heavily censored. Mm. Uh, one thing we have to recognize is in that video, uh, the nuclear PSA in New York, they said, uh, stay tuned to local media, you know, try to communicate. But in the case of, of World War the odds of the internet and phones and and your communication ability are going to be so limited not to mention exactly so we're going to be so dependent on the man uh and the community that we've surrounded ourselves with that uh you have to be very aware of of you know what area and situation you're putting yourself in and and another direct quote in relation to this topic of coming out of the cities and the warning of being in the cities when the world falls apart, as we're seeing is closely approaching is um, here in Jeremiah 31, it says uh, pretty much a, du a direct uh, quote from what we read in revelation 18. It says, come out of her, my people save your lives, each of you from the fierce anger of the Lord and do not let your hearts grow faint and do not be afraid. And we're going to talk about that for a second. Um, when the rumor is heard in the land, rumors, for a rumor will come one year and then another the next year of violence in the land and of ruler against ruler. Uh, this is uh, super fascinating to me, uh, this passage, because um, as we'll uh, look at briefly here um, uh, at the next, after we watch another video of some current news, uh, there's rumors of wars happening. There are... Uh, things that could make people terrified i mean you're just gonna like look at the oh famine's coming you're talking about these terrible agendas the new world order the all these things but if we recognize that if our fear is a fear of the most high then we're going to be applying that wisdom which fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom uh, to our life and our walk and what it'll do is it'll allow us to heed his warnings heed his things that he's trying to give to his people to prepare us for these dark days and 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 to not be afraid when the world collapses because while the new world order plans to bring order out of chaos you know to create their their system out of the ashes right there's an amazing opportunity to build uh communities to build uh, a a life that is outside of the beast system as we exit Babylon, right? And mm -hmm. and that's kind of the the capstone I want to put on this topic of world disorder and chaos and global fuel prices going crazy is is we need to focus on building communities, mm -hmm. uh, focus on the good 
the beautiful, the, the things that are positive um, that we can actually have a role in affecting. So that means improving ourselves. That means improving our situations personally and not worrying about the crazy things that the world's going to be going through, but, but rather uh, improving ourselves as individuals um, in terms of growing closer to the most high in terms of giving ourselves skills that would help us survive if there was a collapse, because we do still have an opportunity. There's a window for people to continue to prepare, to continue to gain those skills that whether it's survival skills, whether it's uh, figuring out where you're going to go, which is this final uh, point I wanted to bring up here. It's in Ezekiel 7, 14 through 16, and it gives us almost a, a clear-cut answer to where those who survive will end up in terms of global famine, uh, global warfare. Uh, and this is what it says in Ezekiel 7, 14 through 16. And it, this is a recurring theme throughout the scriptures also. And it says, They have blown the trumpet even to make all ready, but none goeth to battle, for my wrath is upon all the multitude thereof. The sword is without, and the pestilence, and the famine within. And here's where it says, He is that is in the field shall die with the sword, and he that is in the city, famine and pestilence shall devour him. But they that escape, they that escape, you know, the people that don't get stuck in Mystery Babylon, the people that got out, right, of them shall escape and shall be on the mountains like doves of the valley, all of them mourning, every one for his iniquity. And it's almost like a clear-cut answer uh, that is a, a cyclical application throughout history that oftentimes... Uh, those who escape war, those who escape famine and, and pestilence and hard times are often those who go to the mountaintops uh, to, to find a place of refuge. And, uh, and this is interesting to me because if you were to look at whether it be nuclear war, whether it would be uh, escaping uh, civil tyranny, uh, many of the, the locations around the United States that have been uh, kind of identified as safe havens during these times of uh, societal breakdown are places like the Ozark Mountains in, in mm. North Arkansas and Southern Missouri, places like the Appalachians in uh, North Carolina and Tennessee. Uh, the, these are all locations that I, I've personally seen a lot of uh, tour observant believers uh, have been moving to these locations. There's really large gatherings of prepper-based uh, uh, moral people moving to these locations outside of the city systems in preparation for what's coming on the world. And while not everyone is able to do that, um, it's definitely good to keep it in mind that these will be strongholds of righteous people and people that are trying to not bow down to the, the beast system, so to speak, um, and to keep in mind that these will be uh, possible refuges uh, in, in the, the coming future if mm. society breaks down and war gets kick-started. And just a, another nail in the coffin regarding uh, war, uh, Opa, I have this another, another video that we'd like to play of Putin 
saying, if the West wants to beat us on the battlefield, then let them try. And uh, some interesting statements from Vladimir Putin. And this is recent, guys. This is just July 7th that that uh, press conference was posted. And uh, those are some serious statements. Mm -hmm. it, I don't know if, if this is like a, like a thing, but that map that you showed earlier, all those dots seem to be the majority of the time were on borders. Did you notice that? They were like right on the corner of two states combining. And it was very, yeah, very me... interesting. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but. Yeah, it's just the strategic locations. Uh, I believe um, a lot of those um, are either bases or uh, like, for example, the Pentagon is right there um, in, near Washington, D.C. And these would be the locations that would be targets in the, in the case of uh, a uh, first come first serve military action against the west uh but of course i i don't know how likely uh these direct attacks will be but if any kind of long-term conflict begins and there is hot war um then these are the areas that you you need to be aware of th that are on the big maps that everybody has has possible mm -hmm. targets so just being aware um and you know, right now, what we're talking about, of course, is is just uh, exactly what I mentioned. It's just what I mentioned uh, previously, and, and this is the final uh, scripture verse that I was wanting to refer to. Um, it's in Matthew 24, and it says, You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. Don't fear, just like we read in Jeremiah. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. 
for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places and all these are just the beginning of sorrows so uh, for a lot of people that believe in the pre-trib rapture doctrine and theology uh guess what you got to go through some tough stuff before you get to anything uh good you know even after the wars and nation against nation then it says they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake so right now it's very easy for people of faith to have that faith but when the world devolves into chaos when it's uh kill or be killed uh mm. steal somebody's food or go hungry uh it's a totally different game and so those standing on morality biblical morality and standing on their faith in that time uh they're going to have to be fearless like lions and that's uh what i want to be I, I don't know if i'm there yet man but i i want to be fearless like a lion uh, bold and unwavering and in, in my faith um, but in terms of the significance of, you know, famine coming, uh, you know, this is one last article I wanted to share with you and another interesting piece of news before we wrap up the, the current news segment. But this is a, another post from July 7th, same time that Putin, you know, posted that uh, interesting statement, uh, which, by the way, he had phrases like, the the end of the american-led world order uh happened mm -hmm. as soon as we started backing uh ukraine and um and this is what it says here uh record number of people worldwide are moving towards starvation the u.n warns and it says here in the article um the spike in food fuel and fertilizer prices sparked by the war in ukraine is threatening to push countries around the world into famine, bringing global destabilization, starvation, and mass migration on an unprecedented scale, as top UN officials warned Wednesday. And this is what they're telling us about, guys. It, it could be likely far worse than what they're forecasting because another aspect of control is keeping the true darkness, the, the, the true gravity of a matter concealed uh because if if people recognize that it, it will be worldwide hunger and famine world war then control of local governments breaks down because people start rioting people start vandalizing stealing food uh and so they they often don't release the numbers as accurate as they should be but even what they're releasing now is saying things like this that a record 345 million acutely hungry people are marching to the brink of starvation mm -hmm. and that is a 25 percent increase from the 276 million at the start of 2022 that is hold on let's just look briefly here that that's 25 percent increase that's 76 uh, 86 96 so that's roughly what 70 million more people are about to go into starvation and this is a, a number that is uh, not reflective of what would happen if uh, another pandemic broke out. What would happen if the global supply chains continued to break down to the extent that they are now? 
that not to mention world war can you imagine mm-hmm. how much these numbers would increase if there was a open conflict between the west and russia um and it says here there's a real danger it will climb even higher in the months ahead he said more worrying that when this group is broken down as staggering 50 million people in 45 countries are just one step away from famine and uh and of course uh you know looking back they said that it was only at 135 million before the pandemic hit in early 2020 so if if that scripture in like matthew 24 doesn't resonate with people and the things that are coming on the world then you're asleep wake up Mm -hmm. (laughs) come on wake up and uh and unfortunately this final article i wanted to share with you and and you're going to you're going to find this very interesting, Jeremiah. This is significant, but also kind of uh, uh, nuanced. Um, is Did you know that the 2022 U.S. quarter totally changed how it appears in relation to how quarters appeared in previous years? I had no idea. Well, if you look at this, the 2022 quarter now turns the head of George Washington away from In God We Trust. So in all previous iterations of the the face of George Washington, he was always facing In God We Trust. And now in the 2022 quarter, they have turned his head away from God in and tr- God we trust. And so while I know people watching, they're going to make comments like, oh, well, well, I mean, this country was founded by Freemasons and what God are they talking about? But while that is true, that sometimes it's the, the God of this world that we're referring to on our dollar bills, and perhaps those who placed it on the dollar bills were not uh, considering the God of the Bible, but rather like Mammon or some God like that, there is a almost a prophetic statement in the very fact that our quarters now represent how as a society we have turned our back on the most high and it's reflected right here in the quarters isn't that That crazy man i just learned about this recently yeah and i mean like you have to like they they completely remade the uh the uh, molds for that and everything like if, if it's all a coincidence that's a that's a lot to do for a coincidence and what is what are they going to blame it on saving money no that costs money to make a new new everything yeah i mean he even looks different he looks more like a woman to me i mean i don't know <laughs> oh yeah tails longer I... and <laughs> george I mean, washington why? the trans yeah. transvestite <laughs> what is the point of doing that it's just kind of crazy to me. Yeah, it, it's it's just prophetically significant, and and we know that uh, in in early two thousands, almost eighty mm. percent of the United States claimed some aspect of the Christian faith, and those numbers have dropped dramatically in recent years. And even of the percentage of people that claim to be Bible believers. Uh, only a small percentage of those are actually practicing and even of those practicing only a small percentage of those read the Bible and even apply the principles in their life Um, and so to see how a nation so blessed 
because of its foundation on at least biblical principles. And while, yes, there were men who were Freemasons and there were people that uh, didn't necessarily uh, believe the whole book, uh, there were definite principles that were implemented in the formation of this country that continued on throughout uh, the, the first 150, 200 years of this country. But now as this country turns its face away from the Most High and, and a moral uh, application of the Word of God, um, we're going to see uh, some of the curses of the book kind of falling uh, and, and that's what we're already seeing as in recent years we have a push for all of the, uh, the liberal agendas that are a complete uh, uh, reversal of, of right and wrong in accordance to what the Bible says uh, and while there might be people listening right now going well I don't even believe in the Bible why should I care what you guys say well, the truth is, is that there are aspects of of history that play out in a cyclical fashion. And we can see that cyclically, as nations devolve into immorality, as defined in the ancient scriptures, right? That very quickly after the fall of that empire takes place, the fall of that country takes place. Um, and so it's it just, I wanted to point out that the change of the the 2022 quarter because it it really did reflect a lot of the the change in our society that we're seeing absolutely yeah that's some crazy stuff for sure all right uh that's all i have today for uh the current news segment hopefully i wasn't too heavy-handed and depressing guys but the main moral is be bold as a lion, get your life right before the most high and prepare because all the writings on the wall. I love it. Thanks, Jake. All right. Now we have a right. new segment I hear. Yeah, we have a new segment uh, from OPA and it's called Opus Corner. So let's get right into that. It's a little bit of comic relief and uh, he put this together himself. So let's roll it. Mein Hut, der hat drei Ecken, drei Ecken hat mein Hut, und hat er nicht drei Ecken, dann ist es nicht mein Hut. Welcome to Opa's Corner. Let's start off with a little story. This is a story about God, dogs, and people. On the first day, God created the dog and said, sit all day by the door of your house and bark at anyone who comes in or walks past. For this, I will give you a lifespan of 20 years. The dog said, that's a long time to be barking. How about only 10 years and I'll give you back the other 10? And God saw it was good. On the second day, God created the monkeys and said, entertain people, do tricks, and make them laugh. For this I'll give you a 20-year lifespan. The monkey said, monkey tricks for 20 years? That's a pretty long time to perform. How about I give you back 10 like the dog did? And God again saw it was good. On the third day, God created the cow and said, you must go into the field with a farmer all day long and suffer under the sun, have calves, 
and give milk to support the farmer's family. For this, I will give you a lifespan of 60 years. The cow said, that's kind of a tough life you want me to live for 60 years. How about 20 and I'll give back the other 40? And God agreed it was good. On the fourth day, God created humans and said, eat, sleep, play, marry, and enjoy your life. For this, I'll give you 20 years. But the human said, only 20 years? Could you possibly give me my 20 years, the 40 the cow gave back, and the 10 the monkey gave back, and the 10 the dog gave back? That makes 80, okay? Okay, said God, you ask for it. So that's why our first 20 years we eat, sleep, play, and enjoy ourselves. For the next 40 years, we slave in the sun to support our family. And for the next 10 years, we do monkey tricks to entertain the grandchildren. And for the last 10 years, we sit on the front porch and bark at everyone. Life has now been explained to you. There's no need to thank me for this valuable information. I'm doing it as a public service. If you're looking for me, I'll be on the front porch barking at people. Now it's time for the weekly funnies. Well, I guess identity has a long history. Dad, Mom, I'm a gatherer. Well, here's an industrious caveman making a wheel. His friend sees an opportunity. He's making a parking meter. So this is what happened to the end time prediction. I only had enough room to go up to 2012. Ha! That'll freak somebody out someday. Here's an updated children's story. Someone's been using my phone too, and they ordered two mattresses, a chair, and porridge takeout. New beach games. How many did you catch? Maybe the simple solution's better. Oh, looks like Stan and Ollie are at it again. Now you've done it! The Tin Man is picky about what oil he wants. No, I want that one. Uh-oh, the Jab Man. Slowly he would cruise the neighborhood, waiting for that occasional careless child who confused him with another vendor. For those who liked the don't eat me, they're nuts in there funny, here's a new one. Hold your fire! He's destroying the building where all the telemarketing calls are coming from. <laughs> That's all.
Thank you for watching Opa's Corner. Mein Hut, der hat drei Ecken. Drei Ecken hat mein Hut. Und hat er nicht drei Ecken, dann ist es nicht mein Hut. Yeah, since we saw so many of those uh, uh, on the live chat, people were, were loving what Opa was submitting. So I was like, let's just give him his own segment. And I loved <laughs> that it. That was great. Oh, man. Uh, that, I think that was a funny breakdown of the the life of a man, how they took all the years from the other animals that, and, oh, man. It's funny. That was that was really good. I am. I'm curious, though. What is that song? What is the, the German song on the intro, Opa? It's my hat. It has three corners. Three corners has my hat. And uh, maybe people don't notice, but if you look at the house, the house is round. And of course, the segment is called Opa's Corner. It's all a big joke. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, Opa. Thank you. Okay, let's get into some history. Okay, everybody. This, this week's episode, this history segment of the episode, is about America's favorite good Nazi and why he was picked. So let's roll the first clip. CIOS. This was a joint British-American task force established in London during the summer of 1944, with a goal to investigate all things related to German science, radar, missiles, aircraft, medicine, bombs, fuses, chemical and biological weapons, and so on and so forth. However, they didn't act alone. Another technological recovery operation, also known as the ALSOS mission, often collaborated and even competed with the CIOS to gain as much as it could from the defeated enemy nation. It was this group's agents which received a large pile of documents from a Polish lab technician at Bonn University, containing a classified list of the Third Reich's top scientists known as the Ossenberg List. This text contained names, addresses, and other key details on Reich scientists, and was used to create a blacklist of names to be arrested. At the top of the list was Werner von Braun. Werner von Braun. Werner von Braun. But more about him later. In late summer of 1945, a subdivision of JIC was created, the Joint Intelligence Objectives Agency, or JIOA. This new group quickly gained total control of a rapidly expanding Nazi scientist program called Operation Overcast. Renamed Paperclip. In November of 1945. From the moment JIOA took control, the employment of Germany's scientists was specifically and strategically aimed at achieving military supremacy over the Soviets before the latter could dominate the United States, setting them up in such areas of the United States as Wright Field, Ohio. The morality of employing potential war criminals was, for the most part, sidelined by the military establishment due to the perception of a ticking clock. It was determined that military supremacy needed to be attained by 1952 at the latest, when it was predicted that the Soviets would have regained their full potential. So what were some of these German scientific and technical marvels that the Allies, 
and the Soviets for that matter, had cast their covetous eyes upon for acquisition. Let's begin with German rocketry, and perhaps the most famous example of an Operation Paperclip scientist. The German V-series of rockets, and in particular the V-2 rocket, often considered a terror weapon, was an unprecedented device which no fighter aircraft was capable of shooting down. Advanced systems such as the V-2 prompted Dwight D. Eisenhower to say the following, quote, It seemed likely that if the Germans had succeeded in perfecting and using these new weapons six months earlier than he did, our invasion of Europe would have proved exceedingly difficult, perhaps impossible, end quote. The man at the center of the V-2 rocket program was a prodigious German scientist named Werner von Braun. A man in his 30s at the end of the Second World War, he came from a wealthy, aristocratic background. A group predominantly composed of rocket scientists, including von Braun himself, surrendered to the Americans on May 2nd, 1945. By this time, von Braun was already at the top of CIOS's blacklist for rocket research. Von Braun was confident his work was so important that he would never be harmed by the Americans. In his own words, he, quote, did not expect to be kicked in the teeth, as the V-2 was something we, the Germans, had, and you, the Americans, didn't. Naturally, you wanted to know all about it, end quote. Despite his use of brutal slave labor to fulfill production targets for his work in Germany, there was no guilt or remorse about von Braun, and he seemed to act like a celebrity rather than a prisoner. Operation Paperclip. Colonel Jervis William Trichel was made first chief of the newly created rocket branch inside U.S. Army Ordnance, putting together a group of scientists which would be sent to Europe as part of, quote, Special Mission V-2. The United States and Trichel, knowing it was 20 years behind Germany in rocket development, saw an opportunity to close the gap swiftly and save the U.S. millions of research dollars in the process. This wasn't the only effort to secure German science for U.S. use, and many other departments of the military and intelligence services did similar things. It was generally believed among these circles that recruiting Nazi scientists was the lesser of two evils, as the Soviets would definitely try to get their hands on the Germans if they didn't. So rather unsurprisingly, not all elements of American society approved of the utilization of Nazi scientists. The operation came into public knowledge when the New York Times reported on Nazis living in America under a secret military program. That story and others that followed generated a flurry of condemnation among many interest groups and the general public. Journalist and foreign affairs correspondent Joachim Yostin, writing in The Nation, said provocatively, quote, if you enjoy mass murder, but also treasure your skin, be a scientist, son. It's the only way nowadays of getting away with murder, end quote. Clearly strong words and stronger condemnation. Prominent political figures in America also protested against the employment of German scientists. This included the wife of the late president, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Eleanor Roosevelt, who petitioned the US government to suspend visas for all Germans for 12 years. As we know, however, these objections and condemnations did not really affect Operation Paperclip in any overly negative way. This was most clearly evidenced in the case of Werner von Braun. He was eventually to become the primary NASA architect behind the US space program's Saturn V vehicle, the key factor in getting to the moon. So it's crazy, like people trying to whistleblow about all of this and it just fell upon deaf ears. And ironically, this was another time in history when we were competing uh, and we were in tension with Russia. So it kind of has to do with current history in a way it's like our first big tension was trying to to get the best German scientists. What are your thoughts about that? Oh man, there's just so much 
of a interesting tie between the scientists that were brought over from Nazi Germany, which was really deeply steeped in the occult practices of mm-hmm. uh, of Hitler's right hand man, uh, that whenever we brought all of these scientists over, it kind of fostered the early beginnings of the esoteric here in the Western world with guys like Jack Parsons uh, falling in the footsteps of Warner Von Braun and, uh, you know, starting the Jet Propulsion Laboratory uh, and the forerunners for the current NASA and CIA uh, government organizations. A lot of those figures who all really had interesting ties to guys like Warner Von Braun uh, were very interested in the occult, very interested in alternate spiritualism, uh, and they they followed after uh, the discipleship of guys like Aleister Crowley, the the infamous Satanist of the early 1900s. Um, like all of this is connected in significant ways because uh, really one of the ways that uh, allegedly the the Nazis were able to make these advances is they were tapping into information from otherworldly realms uh, through uh, psychedelics, through uh, just various occult practices. They were communicating with some type of spiritual entities that were allowing them to start to use really advanced technology that was far beyond its time. And then we kind of brought the best of the best from uh, the end of that regime to the Western world and it makes me think about how the world system's going right now. And we're having all this news about scientists excited mm-hmm. that CERN, for example, is getting kickstarted again. And we have, you know, warnings of world war. And, and it, 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 did you know, I just learned recently that uh, there's a, a biblically significant time period that uh, is associated with CERN's operation they're going to keep CERN running for three and a half years, uh, which is tied to some biblical numerology tied to the, the tribulation period and the three mm. and a half years of the Antichrist system. But it, it doesn't mean that it, it's is you know parallel, but what it does make me think of is exactly what you're sharing with all of these scientists that were brought over, like Werner von Braun, and how they, they always seem to tie their scientific experiments and all this stuff to esotericism and um just just uh you know i lo- love this history segment because it's something that i know rob talked about quite often mm-hmm. yeah well let me ask you this what what do you think like why did america choose him of all people what are your, what are your thoughts like well I, I know he claimed to be an expert in the fields of uh science that he was in and he was a forerunner but um what's 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 your answer i don't have one i don't know <laughs> i don't know why they picked him like who could fake it first right i, could... I don't know but i mean i think there's something about his work that fascinated people that were already in the west such as guys like jack parsons i mentioned um who ended up starting the jet propulsion laboratory um he's a of great interest to guys like uh walt disney mm-hmm. who were get industry into that makers 
industry pioneers, but all really interestingly connected to the occult and uh, perhaps just because of his work and some of the things that they saw him publicizing, they were like, oh, we got to get this guy over here because he could further what our agendas are. Or the show Ancient Aliens would say that aliens came down and communicated with them, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, well, you know, he America sees him as some kind of like hero, which is it just blows my mind because of his dark history. And let's roll clip number two to show a little bit about uh, his darker history. Long before his weapon hit London, Werner von Braun had aimed for the moon. Von Braun was raised in an elite family, but he got interested in spaceflight very early. As a small boy, he said, I want to spin the wheel of progress. Well, he joined an amateur rocket club launching what we would now think of as backyard toys. I have no doubt was probably perceived as a little weird at the time. And this group of men shooting for the stars caught the attention of famous science fiction film director Fritz Lang. Movie men like uh, Fritz Lang were uh, interested in, in the show business angle of uh, launching uh, these toy rockets. But von Braun was soon offered a new starring role. The German army hired the young scientist for their rocket department. They were interested in all sorts of advanced technologies, and they also noticed the small group around Werner von Braun, which was developing rockets. The Versailles Peace Treaty had forbidden weapons like tanks, planes, heavy artillery to Germany. But nobody had thought of mentioning missiles. Brown quickly emerged as a brilliant young man who, even in his early 20s, was capable of leading a huge group. The German army put von Braun to work to develop what was to become the world's first ballistic missile, an unmanned projectile. Some would argue by today's standards would be a weapon of mass destruction. So as you stated earlier, I think that's a great example of history repeating itself with our deep trust in scientists and science and testing on humans, like all the way back to, you know, when he was a, a, a German scientist, a Nazi, they were testing on real humans, kind of like what they're doing today. I don't know if what you think about that, but. Oh yeah, just, man, they, they saw him as somebody who could further the the space race agenda and mm -hmm. um just that he was so um so interested in uh like rocket science and stuff i mean it, it makes sense that they chose him to immigrate over here and and to take his work and further some of the things that we were wanting to do in the west yeah, and like even, I don't know if you know this, but my, my third clip today, my final clip, is the people were kind of questioning whether we really landed on the moon. Uh, and I kind of tie some, some pictures in there of how crazy it is that, that some Americans idolize this man that had a very, very, the, the worst kind of history that you can have as, as a human being. And uh, I'll just let you watch it. You want to play clip number three? 
gather round while I sing you of Werner von Braun, a man whose allegiance is ruled by expedience. Call him a Nazi, he won't even frown. Nazi schmatzi, says Werner von Braun. Don't say that he's hypocritical. Say rather that he's apolitical. Once the rockets are up, who cares where they come down? <laughs> That's not my department, says Werner von Braun. <laughs> some have harsh words for this man of renown, but some think our attitude should be one of gratitude, like the widows and cripples in old London town who owe their large pensions to Werner von Braun. You too may be a big hero once you've learned to count backwards to zero. In German or English, I know how to count down. And I'm learning Chinese, says Werner von Braun. So, so what are your thoughts on that? I kind of tied some... <laughs> pictures in there and I, I i created that that nasa logo and we need to oh, go man. me and you need to plan it me and you need to plan a trip to to houston and on saturdays i know they have breakfast with an astronaut and you can ask him whatever you want so we should film it we just missed it me and my girlfriend on our last trip and we were about to do it and then it, we just ran out of time but we should definitely do that and record it and put it on skipping news nation because there, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that they 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 have no answers for. They can't answer it, and it just proves the point, you know. Oh yeah, I I think <laughs> I, I know Rob would have loved to question an astronaut. He ran into a few astronauts, and uh, I, I think in some of his his stories that they were just kind of didn't really give him any information at all. Um, and so it makes me wonder uh, how they would react to questioning some of their their agendas and stuff. Um, but you know, back to that song. That's just so crazy, man. That you found that. That is so interesting. Um, uh, and and you know, it, it's it's tied to uh, how I think a lot of people were aware we were bringing these Nazi scientists over, and they were really making fun of them uh, for being. <laughs> kind of a transplant um but man it's just uh that that was a gem of a song that you found there i know and it's just crazy that that even with with all these people whistleblowing like in the first clip and then people making fun of him for being a nazi people just blew it off like it's no big deal you know he's a he's a great american okay Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> those are my thoughts on it, and that's all I got for history. So I hope you enjoyed. Awesome. Meet me up. All right, and uh, just uh, wanted to share this meme I shared last week once again. Uh, we are fighting a trillion dollar propaganda machine with memes so just reminding everyone uh we're doing what we can so thank you for your support Uh, so uh here's a first meme of the day dating in 2022 be like 
I hope I didn't get him pregnant. <laughs> so, uh, as we have the transgender agenda and the LGBTQ plus agenda being pushed in our media and TV, uh, it's good to uh, just laugh at the absurdity of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another one. Today, counterculture is raising a family with traditional morality and uh in the 1980s it was counterculture was like oh i'm a i'm a punk i'm gonna rebel against the man well now rebelling against the man looks more like the picture on the right than it does on the left which is so mind-blowing oh man conservative but uh conservatives are the new punk rock that's right that's right this meme is like a perfect representation of that slogan absolutely uh i mean family is wealth and they want to take your wealth so they destroy the family they destroy uh your wealth and they want you to be a purple-haired lesbian like (laughs) the guy on the left all right so um a little bit more uh serious slash uh kind of controversial we're going to be careful with these next three memes i'm sharing uh, but on the left here, I will never let any man tell me what I can do with my body. And then you got Dr. F over here kind of giving a little cheeky grin. And uh, <laughs> over here uh, on the right side, we have enough and enough. Make the Hokies mandatory. Thursday thoughts. This is posted on September 9th, 2021. And then underneath it, posted in 2022 after the Roe versus Wade decision. The only person you should have control over your personal medical decisions is not politicians, you. <laughs> so uh, it's just you can see the contradictory nature. And then, of course, uh, a little bit more of a solemn meme here in the middle. Uh, after Roe versus Wade is passed, need an abortion? Try the okey pokey. <laughs> so I, I don't mean to laugh at that, but. Well, sometimes you have to, to keep your sanity. Sometimes you just have to laugh. I mean, because they are trying to drive us insane, I feel. And the only way that we can combat that is with comedy, with memes, with anything else. I mean, anything that makes us laugh. So, Yeah, and we know that this is all we can do to kind of... uh, We can't even say the word without getting a strike on on, uh, YouTube. And these things are so insane just the way the world is and so uh i feel so sorry for people that have fallen for the deception me too and i i don't want to be too harsh on people uh and i don't want to feel like people that have fallen for this deception if they listen to our show uh we're not trying to condemn you but what we are trying to do is encourage you to recognize that that was a deception that there is an upside down world we're living in and they are wanting us to say my body my rights in one agenda and then mm-hmm. completely reject that premise in the next and and um just uh one last uh light-hearted meme here uh All i right. think is very important for us to recognize that when we are looking for answers uh you can also always google but sometimes Google doesn't have all the answers. Somebody Googled, what does IDK mean? And Google answered, I don't know. And then we have the meme here of uh, 
Frodo saying, all right, then keep your secrets. <laughs> I love that meme. Uh, so uh, it just reminds me of the, the kind of the, the censorship that is coming on the internet today and how there's not going to be much more of a window for people to find alternative opinions because we really do live in a, a 1984 world. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this meme just made it, it's so funny because uh, eventually Google's not going to have all the answers. And we lived in this a beautiful golden period of the Internet where people could find an alternative perspective and, and to understand how the world there's different ways of looking at all of these topics and consensus doesn't mean fact and that's what the media would have us believe so that's my memes for today jeremiah i love it man thank you meme me up all right man well i think that's it now it's time to say goodbye all right uh everybody thank you for watching uh skiba news nation this was episode seven and we'll see you in episode eight Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can also help support this channel by getting yourself some Skiba News Nation merch. Also, we are proud to announce that we are now on Patreon, where you will get bonus content, shoutouts, and much more. Thank you again for watching and helping us stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Nation. Hey, Skiba News Nation family. My new book, Never Got to Say Goodbye, is now available. My book contains an up-close and personal account of who my father, Rob Skiba, truly was as a father and as a man. It includes over a hundred never-before-seen photos of my dad and our family. A portion of the proceeds are going towards funding our search for justice for my dad, Rob Skiba. Visit skibanewsnation.com forward slash book. Again, skibanewsnation.com forward slash book. To learn more about the book, our website will show you where and how you can purchase my book. Also, you can sign up to be notified when my mom's book is ready. Her book will be a first-hand account of the 40 days of terror that my dad and our family experienced at the hands of the medical system that completely denied him of his human rights and how they denied my mom's right to be my dad's medical power of attorney. Thank you so much for your support and for helping us stay on the quest for truth and carrying on my dad's legacy.